Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hello! It is finally here. A vaccine? Even better. We are launching our Patreon. It's called Two Old Queens, The Retirement Plan. This time, instead of the gayest movie ever, we're looking for the gayest things ever. Like, what's the gayest Madonna video? What's the gayest section in Party City? Who's the gayest person on the Blue Collar Comedy Tour? We're kicking it off with an eight-episode series where we're on the hunt for the gayest Nightmare on Elm Street movie. And for the low, low price of five bucks a month, you'll have a brand new episode every week exclusive to Patreon subscribers. So what are you waiting for? A vaccine? Two Old Queens. The retirement plan. Link in our bio. We really need this. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello. Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, I say this every week, but it is true. I am so excited for our guest. Please introduce him and let everyone know who is joining us. I definitely will. He's a writer and comedian and co-host of the podcast, You're Making It Worse. And you also may know him as his drag alter ego, Sadie Pines. It's H. Allen Scott. Oh, my God. Now, I have to say, you guys are so excited. Thank you for being excited for me to be (laughs) on. But really, I badgered you to have me on. When I, I will say this, when when you guys came on, or Elliot did your podcast, my Mm -hmm. co-host, Elliot Glazer, did your podcast. I texted him being like, you're a fucking piece of shit. You know that you don't know shit about movies. And I'm the faggot that was supposed to be on that fucking podcast, not you, faggot. And he was like, you should try to get on. And I'm like, oh, no. 
don't play that game with me either. You are going to get me on. They are going to do our podcast, and I am going to badger them to get me on their podcast. Thank you, Hollywood. You don't get anywhere without badgering. That's true. No. I put my. I am very forward with what I want. Are, world, I will say you, you know? didn't have to bat. You, I, I almost feel like you did a singular badger because you just sent one message, and I was like, of course. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. But you know what? That's my worth. I knew I could do it. I didn't have to badger too much. <laughs> That's how you know I'm a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills girl because I will badger, but just because just once because I'm classy like yeah. that. But the Beverly Hills Housewives don't let things go. Like they will have one uh, oh. etiquette slight, and then that's five seasons. Oh no 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 no! See, no, I wouldn't let it go either. But behind your backs, I wouldn't let oh, it go publicly. Oh, okay. There's one badger behind your backs. There's years oh, of badger. I see, I see. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> well, I was looking, oh, I was doing a little bit of research for this, and I just want oh, to God, quickly, no, not no. over you, don't worry. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> but just the five top grossing movies of 1983, and it was a real trip for me. Because number five, War mm -hmm. Games. Number four, Trading Places. Number three, Flashdance. Number two, Terms of Endearment. And number one, Return of the Jedi. Just yeah. like pretty much on point with what you would think. I mean, that was the first year I was alive. I was born in 82. Okay. So 83 was really my You're blossoming. My You're coming, coming out year. Yeah. It's, I yeah, it was my coming out year. Yeah. And the fact that the second highest grossing film in 1983 was a film starring Shirley MacLaine, that's, that's how you know it's my yeah. year. <laughs> you had no choice. <laughs> no, I did that. I did that for Shirley. I think Thank maybe because my birth year is 75 and like Louise mm -hmm. Fletcher mm -hmm. in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is mine. Uh, so. Well, and, and you're having a full circle thing with this Sarah Paulson show. So, yes, you know, I, I mean, saw yeah. that trailer and was like, this is my full circle moment. I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. Saturn has returned. Yeah. yeah. A Ryan Murphy <laughs> series. It all makes sense. <laughs> But just like what a crazy, <laughs> these were the highest, like only one really like franchise movie compared to like nowadays. Everything yeah. is like well, a property, a sequel, a remake. Mm -hmm. I mean, outside of Jaws, what other franchise films could there have been back then? There just really like weren't James any, Bond, you know? you know, those like, yeah. James Bond, you're right. James Bond could have been it. Yeah. But like that's the Muppets maybe. Sure. Star Trek. Absolutely. Star Trek, that could be. Did you ever see that one Star Trek where Leonard Nimoy basically like discovered the internet? No, which one was that? <laughs> Literally, there's one where he like they like I think it's the last one of that group of uh -huh. them, and they like go to some planet, and the discovery is just like oh the internet, but it's not really the internet, but it's sort of like the internet. Are you talking about when they go to San Francisco I, in the eighties? That's the yes, voyage. That's when they save the Yeah, that's when they save the whales. Yeah, are you confusing the whales with internet? Yeah. I mean, I might have been on something when I watched it. Now, come to think of it, but I just remember Leonard Nimoy and me sitting there being like, "Whoa, he discovered the internet." <laughs> well, he's yeah. a smart man, that Spock. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he is. R.I.P. Oh. R.I.P. You know, he directed a uh, Three Men and a Baby. Do I know <laughs> Leonard Nimoy? <laughs> Leonard Nimoy is like the weirdest person ever because, like, you just think he has this one Spock thing going no, for him, but know. then all of a sudden you're like. It's just, it's a total reversal. You just don't, it's like, um, it's like with, what's his name? Uh, Sidney Poitier directing all those, like, those those movies, Gene Wilder movies and shit. You're like, Sidney Poitier directed that <laughs> <Yeah>. shit? Why? <laughs> to print money, probably. Mm -hmm. I guess yeah. so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of printing money. <laughs> 
the perfect segue. Today's movie is the second highest grossing movie. It's Terms of Endearment. John, what's the deal with Terms of Endearment? Mark, let me tell you the deal with Terms of Endearment. Uh, it came out in 1983. It was directed, written, and produced by James L. Brooks and adapted from Larry McMurtry's uh, novel of the same name. It stars Deborah Winger, Shirley MacLaine, Jack Nicholson, Danny DeVito, Jeff Daniels, and John Lithgow. The film covers 30 years of the relationship between hard-to-please Aurora Greenway, played by Shirley MacLaine, and her daughter Emma, Deborah Winger, who is marrying a man against her mother's wishes. Extramarital affairs, terminal illness, and Jack Nicholson's lived-in torso come together in a film whose tagline accurately invites us to come, come to laugh, come to cry, come to care, and come to terms. The film received critical acclaim and grossed $164 million worldwide, making it, as mentioned, the second highest grossing film of 1983. It received 11 Oscar nominations and won five, which was the most of any movie that year. And it won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress for Shirley MacLaine, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Supporting Actor for Jack Nicholson. And that is the deal with Terms of Endearment. Well, Alan, we asked you to pick a movie. Why Terms of Endearment? Well, okay, well I just, there are so many words that I have for this film. In fact, when we were messaging about it, I literally was like, I, this is my absolute favorite film of all time. Mm. And I think it is also one of the best lesbian films of all time. Okay. And, and, and I also think it's one of the best gay films of all time, mainly for a few reasons. One, you just quoted that it, like, it spans 30 years. Anyone who watches this fucking movie does not realize that it spans no. 30 years because nobody fucking ages. <laughs> and that is the strength and power of Miss Shirley MacLaine. She doesn't need to age. Well, she has multiple I bet lives. when she heard that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Why? She's never going to, no, she literally, she added extensions. Yeah. That's how she aged. <laughs> and they, they fell off in the convertible yeah. too. Um, so that part of it. But the other reason is like, to me as sort of a storyteller obsessed with television person, even though people let's say that this is like a lifetime TV movie, like a tearjerker, whatever, whatever. This was James L. Brooks's first film. He had just come off like Taxi, Mary mm -hmm. Tyler Moore. Like he was a huge, huge TV person. And he got into this sort of, in this weird sort of, it was a TV sitcom voice with like a really sort of melodramatic high-end acting that was going on. And the two combined together just like, just blew my mind when I was a kid and I saw it. And, and I just became obsessed with that kind of storytelling. It was just sort of like, it was the first of its kind. Now, looking back, there's been a bunch of them after right. that that have sort of copied the style. But this really was the first sort of comedic melodrama. You sure. know? You can see that. Uh, John, what's your history with uh, Terms of Endearment? Uh, I'd seen it a long time ago once. I maybe have seen it twice, but I think I'd only seen it once before. Again, it had been a long time. Um, so watching it again uh, yesterday, it was it was great. And that, like obviously, like I knew the major plot points, like I knew where it was headed. But there was a couple stuff, a couple moments where I was like, oh, I forgot, or I you know forgot about those things. Um, but it was great. I loved it. It was a, a really wonderful movie. How about you, Mark? What is your history with Terms of Endearment? Well, I feel like it's one they used to show on HBO a lot when I was like a kid. So mm -hmm. I remember it's one of those movies whenever I was like flipping through the channels and Terms of Endearment was on, <laughs> I'd always watch it to the end because how do you not? Because it also moves like a bullet train. Like it's, I love right. any movie where it, like it skips five years in like an edit. You know, <laughs> it's like so satisfying. Yeah. And they don't. You just have to pay attention and you'll. Oh, that that kid's born. Great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like that's something great. <laughs> and how did he get? How how did they age so fast? How did yeah. this kid grow up to be a, a 12 year old this soon? Who could care less? And then stay that for right? the half of the film. Literally the mm -hmm. kid's age 
so fast in the first half of the film and the last half of the film is just like okay now everyone stays the same yeah. but yet we're still going 20 they years they gun it and yeah. then pump Somehow. the brakes yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes um, yeah. so i've seen it a million <laughs> times probably especially like the last hour i feel like um mm-hmm. and i love it it's mm-hmm. like i think it's one of the it is probably one of my favorite movies i would say i love them it's so funny it's genuinely moving but yeah. it doesn't lay it on too thick it feels like natural and like lived in and Mm-hmm. Everyone's still bigger than life in a really satisfying way. Um, yeah. so I, I distinctly pretty- remember the moment I first saw this film. I was like eight or nine years old. I was sitting and we had a, I always sat in the kitchen with the TV, because the kitchen was in the front of our house and everyone sort of stayed in the living room in the back. And I was just like, you're all watching dumb shit. I'm going to the kitchen. <laughs> and so I would sit in the kitchen, literally probably the distance I am from this computer, like a few feet and just like scroll the channels. And usually I would watch a current affair. That was my jam sure. back then. Mm-hmm. But then like, <laughs> but then um, this movie came on and I, I, I had loved Shirley MacLaine from Steel Magnolias. I had, I knew she was the get off my bench yeah. sort of person mm-hmm. and and I loved her I thought she was the funniest person ever and so I recognized her and I just kept watching and as I watched I remember like nine years old me I'm sitting there crying being like mom never die <laughs> like I literally had this moment of like my mom could die my mom could die and I just became obsessed with the film and Shirley MacLaine and Shirley MacLaine got me on Oprah what do you mean she so like, on the my, show my, Oprah literally on the show so i was so obsessed with shirley mclean that i just did a deep dive deep dive you know Uh what i mean she just became she just became you went out on a limb i did i did i came to terms with miss shirley (laughs) and and i started doing jokes about shirley mclean and how obsessed i was with her because she was everything to me and a harpo producer saw this was in chicago uh no this is in new york a harpo producer saw my act and was like you're really funny if we ever do a thing we should like get you on and i was like sure (laughs) sure and uh, and then like a year later, I kid you not, she like messaged me on Facebook being like, hey, Shirley MacLaine's going to be on promoting her new book. We'd love to have you in the audience to come do like a talking head thing or something. And I was like, bitch, where do I buy a plane ticket? And she was like, it's Oprah. We'll, we'll you buy one. your ticket. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. And and I went and I did the thing. and I met Shirley MacLaine and I got to do some jokes and I did the whole thing. And it was like a full circle terms of endearment moment. Wow. And did she live up? Did she, yeah. Did she slap you? She ignored me oh, mostly. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and you know what? It's exactly what I would want Shirley MacLaine right? to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, I also forced a hug on Oprah. They said, don't hug Oprah. And I hugged her. Because guess what? Privilege. Right, right. I'm privileged. I, I mean, I, I recognize my privilege, and that was my privilege. I took advantage of my You hear privilege. stop and you go. Yeah. Yes, it's true. And it served me wrong every time. Well, you <laughs> hug, hug Oprah. Oprah. Yeah. I did. A reluctant hug is still a hug. Did she do like a big sigh right before you did it? <laughs> no, she did this whole like, like, you know how most people when they hug you, they're like, and they don't want to hug you. They'll just like pat, pat your back or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't even get the pat. She was just like, like a dead arm. You know what I mean? Just like. She gave you like, fish arms. The arms yeah. were. Yes. Yeah. The arms are just sort of like gravitating somehow. Probably Toni Morrison was coming from heaven, gra- <laughs> lifting her arms up, being like, this is for the people. Yeah. <laughs> well, Alan, as well, you may or may not know, we are looking for the gayest movie ever. And so we have a very complex and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge these movies. We're going to go through a bunch of categories. And at the midpoint, you will add a category and it will be added, added to, to the, the wheel. wheel. Oh, right, so we got a bunch. We're, uh, we're going to let me 
very quickly do, this is our current top five gayest movies ever. This is the current ranking. Okay. So number five, at 78.59%, Bradley Cooper's A Star Is Born. Number four, with a 78.63%, Strictly Ballroom. Number three, with a 79.51%, Grease 2. Number two, with a solid 83%, Clue. And the number one current gayest movie ever, with 94.83%, is Female Trouble. I mean, that that tracks. Yeah. Female Trouble tracks completely, as does Clue. Mm-hmm. The other is questionable. You really but... blanched at Grease 2. Yeah, Grease 2. Well, but only because I have my an old boss of mine is in Grease 2. <laughs> Who is he? And Ooh. yes, yeah, uh, Danny Zaborski, whatever the name was. I don't fucking know. He's the little one with the curly hair who, you know, never got oh. laid. And um, and yeah, he's my old boss. So I, 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 I love Michelle Pfeiffer in it, though. She's yeah. fantastic. She's great. Well, yeah. where do you think Terms yeah. of Endearment is going to end up? I mean, I feel strongly that with the power of Shirley MacLaine and the lesbian energy coming from Deborah Winger, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it's going to rank high. Also, this is the one and only time that Jeff Daniels has ever been trained, which is another <laughs> thing. Sure, sure. That's another element to it. And John Lithgow left filming Flashdance for a Footless. week to do this movie. Footless, yeah. Or Footloose, excuse me, to do, to do this film, which... Footloose is pretty gay. And John Lithgow, first Oscar nomination was for playing a trans woman in the world, according to Garb. So he's pretty gay. Sure. <laughs> well, that's we'll my logic. Uh, we'll <laughs> see how it plays out. <laughs> All right. So our first group of categories are the canon categories. So these are the canon categories. So we're all going to give it a score between zero and 100, and then we take an average of that, and that is the score. So the first category. On a, for, on a scale of 0 to 100, for Terms of Endearment, actual gay characters. Okay, I can, I can talk about this. very much argue okay. this. I can very much argue this point. So Jack Nicholson is a sex-addicted astronaut. Who knows what happens in space? Sure. He lived through the 60s. He lived through the 70s. You know a dick probably slipped in there somewhere along the way. Like, you know Jack Nicholson probably either got a handy from a dude or gave a drunken handy. That's what I he's the first man, though. All astronauts are like robots. They don't really have emotions. But Jack Nicholson had <laughs> emotions did, in but this I'm just saying, if you're extrapolating sure. to other astronauts, if that's your argument, I was like, I saw first man. No, astronauts no. have no sexual energy. But he was like those early days of astronauts where they all right. were just like hey, on top of the world. Any man who wants to get celebrity. strapped to a rocket, there's something going on there. Yeah. But is there mm-hmm. any evidence in the movie in terms of endearment? <laughs> yes. Well, so then you look at how Deborah Winger kisses both her friend and her mother. They kiss full on they lips. Do. Full on lips. I mean, it is oddly romantic. <laughs> what do you think about Tom Brady kissing his son? Do you think that's romantic? Have you seen those photos? I have, but it's different because there's a child involved. Whereas this is between consenting adults kissing their mothers on the lips in a way that lesbians might also kiss goodbye when one's going to Safeway. (laughs) A Safeway kiss. Do you know what I mean? Sure. It's a Safeway kiss. It's a harrowing journey. Anything could happen. (laughs) There's a lesbianic energy between, and you know Deborah Winger's, and, and, and also when Deborah Winger's character um, uh, is having sex, Emma is having sex, what does she have sex to? Show Show tunes. Is Is that that a lesbian lesbian thing? No, but that's a gay thing. <laughs> I listened to the um, You Must Remember This episode of pa- the Polly mm-hmm. Platt. You know, and sure. I listened to the Terms of Endearment episode yeah, yeah. today. And I guess Deborah Winger was really trying to score James L. Brooks. 
to no avail, though. Yeah. He was truly yeah. devoted to it, but he was fascinated by her, apparently. She was also apparently a monster. Oh, yeah. Well, she's yeah. coming off like a cocaine I read... addiction, I think. Mm-hmm. And also, what's his name? That young aunt, William, who, who's from an ordinary people. What's his name? What's the actor's name? Timothy William? Hutton. She was married to oh. him. Oh, Timothy Hutton. Timothy Hutton. Yeah. She was married to him. He was much younger. It was very scandalous. But in Shirley MacLaine's My Lucky Stars, Shirley MacLaine writes about how much of a monster Deborah Winger was. I believe it. Makes sense. So do you mm-hmm. think Emma, the character of Emma, the daughter, is uh, gay? I think she was the she first kind of a gay authentically energy. fluid character sexually character because she really is very fluid in it if you think about it and that swimsuit (laughs) (laughs) sure (laughs) so what would you give it for actual gay characters on a scale of zero to a hundred give it a 60 (laughs) yeah i know know. after all that Um, there's not a lot of really gay characters in this, um, but they are like on a university campus a lot. So I'm sure some of those students were probably gay. Um, so I'll give it a 10. A 10. A tough score from John. <laughs> Same score he gave Silence right. of the Lambs. Um, that had Jodie Foster in. You know she's munching that badge. <laughs> well, the category is actual gay care. So actual. Uh, yeah. There's no actual gay, I, know, I guess. It's hard. Um, I'll give it a three for those kisses. Three for the kisses. Oh, wait. Is it is it zero to 100? Yes. Or yes, is, is this? this okay, good. So I'm doing it because you guys went so low. So I was like, oh, God, I got no, to No, no, no. You're fine. You're doing great. You can't do anything <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Uh, all right, the next category on a scale of 0 to 100, drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch Terms of Endearment come away with a whole book of ideas? Um, have you seen the Give My Daughter the Shot scene? Is that not a drag queen <laughs> performance waiting to happen? Absolutely. Has it happened yet? I it was looking have. for it because I was like, it's got to be somewhere. I couldn't find any videos online, oh. which doesn't mean it hasn't happened, obviously. I know it has happened. It was probably not filmed because it was in the early days of right. the iPhones, but Mona Moore on my show, Seriously, <laughs> seriously LOL, LOL, I can't talk today, in uh, Brooklyn, she did the Give My Daughter the Shot scene in one of her drag performances on the show. I will attest Did she add it to a certain song or anything, or was it just the dialogue? Well, she added it to a mix of stuff. Right. It was, um, it was, it was some, uh, the Mamma Mia ABBA thing, and then she added the Give My Daughter the Shot to Great. Right. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. There's, yeah, it does, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, like, Aurora has, like, some really fun, like, there's, like, a look we don't really see. It's, like, tail end of the 60s into the 70s. It's, like, a lot of, like, shimmery, like, flousy, Uh like, really light, Mm -hmm. flowy. Like, that's just a look that doesn't exist anymore, I feel like. Well, it exists with my drag character, Sadie Pines. (laughs) But, yes. Certainly not off the right. You're right. (laughs) No, no. Custom, darling. Custom. Um... Yeah, no, you're right. It doesn't exist anymore. But oh my god, every, literally the restaurant scene—that's a drag queen look yeah, right there, yeah. where she has like the hair pieces and it goes all over the place yes. with the with the convertible ride, and then somehow miraculously she just like combs it off and her hair is a perfect short little bob, yeah. <laughs> a true chameleon, <laughs> and like all those it's New true. York ladies have pretty fun looks. Yes. Also, the line at that dinner is definitely a drag queen line. Impatient boys sometimes miss dessert. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Patsy had some fun looks, some very severe. She also reminded me yes. of like, um, isn't it Patsy from Abfab? Absolutely the same. Yeah. Like the, also uh-huh. the blonde. Like they kind of could share well, a closet. 
and full circle moment in the sequel to Terms of Endearment, who plays Patsy, but that um, Miranda, Miranda, was it Miranda Richardson, oh, the yeah. British actress who was in mm, The yeah, Crying yeah. Game? What's her name? Yeah, she played Patsy, and she looked like a drag queen in that film. So, <laughs> and also Patsy does kind of make Deborah Winger look like a drag queen in that scene, the final scene with oh, her two was... sons, and she has That's to like true. take off all the makeup. There's a there's definitely That's drag death... in there. Yeah, death drag. That's death drag. It's a category. Oh. <laughs> like a pallor saying goodbye to your children scene. You know? right. yes. <laughs> I hope they do like uh, Donna Summers, Enough is Enough. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Enough is enough. Is enough. <laughs> so I think there's lots of fun drag queen yeah. in this. Oh, there he is. What oh, would yeah, you give totally. it for a scale of 0 to 100? In the drag queen yes. category? Mm-hmm. Drag- oh, my God. I'm going to give it a strong 70. 70. Yeah, I'm gonna say there's not there's not a lot of like vis- there's not a ton of visual looks that you would definitely be like that's terms of endearment, but there is stuff and there is like the 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 energy of it has like a very dragness to it. Uh, so I'll give it a sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna give it sixty-five. I think it's lots of fun stuff. Okay. We're all in the same, <laughs> We're all in the same world. The same world. Nice. <laughs> all right. Next category on a scale of zero to hundred: gay icons. I mean. Hello. <laughs> you got two at least. I mean, yeah. Shirley MacLaine. Mm-hmm. That is, I mean. And then Deborah Winger became, she was always a gay yes. icon, but she became a gay icon when she took that hand and she took it right to Anne Hathaway's face in that Rachel one movie. Rachel that, that. Oh, yeah, that was the slap heard around the world that every <laughs> faggot's been waiting to do to Anne Hathaway from the beginning of time. And... I so she is officially a gay icon now. I think that's fair. Um, did yeah. we think like after Anne Hathaway got slapped, were we like, "All right, Anne, you're fine. You got the slap. Now we're okay." You have, you have no idea. <laughs> Literally, picture it: me, New York City, the <laughs> Regal 14 Cine, watching this film, hearing that slap, and I audibly went, <gasps> "I didn't see it coming." <laughs> it's a great movie, a great companion piece in terms of endearment too. I would say. It's true. You're right. Huh. It really is. And also, Jack Nicholson is a bit of a gay icon, I would argue. House, I get icon. I get Hollywood icon. But gay icon? Unpack that a little more well, for me. Well, we can. I mean, there's a literal example in As Good As It Gets. However, there's also an example of he was. he has this sort of like queer energy in a way that he's just sort of like down for anything because he's down to party. And it's mm-hmm. just like... Let's have fun, Jack. Yeah, take your shirt off. Why not? <laughs> I guess anyone who's like a Hollywood person from the seventies has some sort of like um mm-hmm. there's a milieu there's a energy around them that is like mm-hmm. kind of we all yeah. look back, put those people on pedestals. I would argue that Angelica Houston, when they were dating, probably strapped one on. I would argue that. You think she pegged him? I think so. I could see it. I could visualize it. And now I know what I'm going to be. It would be pretty (laughs) (laughs) So what do you want to. Her father directed that. That's inappropriate. (laughs) Uh, So what do you want to give Terms of Endearment for gay icon? Oh, I'm getting a solid 100 because Shirley MacLaine is the definition of gay icon. I'm going to go 98. 98. Why Why not 100, John? Uh... I don't know. I just feel like Shirley. If she did pop albums, would she be? Would it be? 100? You know what? All right. She was. She's sweet charity. I'll go hundred. Twenty-five. No, I'm gonna go hundred. No. <laughs> Have 
have you guys seen postcards of from course. the edge? Because that was yeah. the other one. That's the other one I was gonna suggest. That's a great one. That's that was the other one. Do... I mean, she's it was between she this... Sondheim and that one. I mean, that's. Oh. <laughs> That was the first movie. It twirled. Up. <laughs> was the first I movie I saw. Like, oh, Meryl Streep has a good voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, the next category: the male gaze. How horny is the camera for the male form? Uh, um, well, okay. I I had seen Dumb and Dumber before I saw really? this. <laughs> and huh. yes, and and I I believe I had. I'm sure I had. And I had I had knowledge of who Jeff Daniels was from Dumb and Dumber, from Speed. You know what I mean? He was sure. in He's my brain around. space mm-hmm. as as sort of an adult, blonde, weird, pale male character person. Right. But then when I saw him in Terms of Endearment, I was like, oh, I guess youth does matter, <laughs> you know, because it, he had he had an element. And there was one scene where he's in bed when after they had that sex after their marriage night. And and he has the little like the boxer shorts with the slip on him, and he has these really this every everything's mm-hmm. happening for him. It's it's pretty good. There's also I think Jack, this is the first movie like I think Jack Nicholson's pretty mm-hmm. sexy in this. Am I crazy? Oh yeah. also, no, I like, think he's definitely sexy in this. He's got that like short robe, that half robe with that mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. it just can't close. Uh, and no. she does that thing. She does that thing with his chest where she's just like. What is that hand movement she was doing right. in that, that sex scene with him? Mm-hmm. Where she's just like, she's doing literally this. Her hand is just moving all over the place, all over his chest. It's so sexy. Right. I think like I I do think the camera doesn't like like doesn't really lean into it that much because like the scene where Jack Nicholson was like doing laps in his pool, it was like shot through like foliage, like it was shot through bushes, and so like it was obscured. And I feel like if James L. Brooks was um at all gay, perhaps it would have been a little bit more of. Like, but isn't the that like because that was no. Aurora's point of view? We were literally seeing a female view of and like, haven't you I ever had a thing that. where you look through your apartment window and you can't quite see a hunky guy, but you kind of can? And just I the, get that, the yeah. but it, no, I don't feel like they more enjoyable all the way than the I don't think screen. that I don't think that James L. Brooke was like, let's really tease <laughs> this here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to, to his credit, James L. Brooks's idea of a gay man is Greg Kinnear. Yeah, I so, mean, it was I mean, <laughs> it, yeah. So let's 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 give he him that. Is something called the soup. That sounds gay. Sure. I mean that. Sure. You know, they. It's a gay bottom. people love that's soup. What, that's the gayest thing. They eat soup, so they don't have to eat anything right, else. I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh. um, just yeah. avoid the corn chowder. So, what do you want to give this for the male gaze on a scale of zero to a hundred? I'm going to give it a low one on this one. This is going to be a 40. 40. Yeah, I was going to say 40 as well. You know what? I think that's right. 40. I think that is correct. Um, But you could argue that actually makes it gayer because it's about the fierce, awesome women. That's true. (laughs) But no one is arguing that. True. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Our next category, entrances with pizzazz. Well, I think the very opening shot of the movie. I mean, what a perfect introduction to yeah. Aurora. Check, yeah. Worried about the baby. Thinks it's dead. It's crib death. It's crib death. <laughs> and she can't rest until after she's pinched the baby and made it cry. Well, but also, I don't know if you guys have ever been in one of those, been in a pencil skirt before. Um, but Shirley, <laughs> Shirley MacLaine's ability to step into a crib in a pencil skirt, that alone... <laughs> is talent <laughs> that right there she definitely studied with Fosse. yes you can tell certainly <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i mean even beyond that beyond that there are so many great entrances i mean just look at like 
even the Jack Nicholson scene when they meet. That first meeting is such a good entrance with Jack Nicholson. Or even like, I mean, there are so many when she enters the t- when she goes to the table after the the bathroom moment. Like, <laughs> yeah. When we see Deborah Winger yeah. for the first time, there's like a trill on the score, like the. And then also, I would say that little baby that's strapped to Jeff Daniels chest when he's like flirting uh-huh. with his grad student and he turns around and he sees he's had a baby on his chest the whole time <laughs> with that poor baby's neck when oh, he yeah. turns you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> there's something also it's poor. in this movie where the they they're driving and the baby seat is in the front seat of the car and yeah, that's that so really, I know, but no I'm just like, oh my god, that's so, so insane. We would do that. <laughs> no one knew. I remember my mom when we were kids. She literally threw us in the car. There was no safety <laughs> right. precautions. So we're just in the car. I remember riding in the back of pickup trucks, just in the bed, just like loose. We yes. were just like yes. just loose, just loose, flopping around <laughs> with gravel yes. in the back. Yeah. How many siblings were lost that we'll never know? <laughs> so, uh, what do you want to give this for entrances with pizzazz? I mean, I feel like this is a strong 80 An for 80. me. I feel like this is not a very pizzazzy movie, so I'm going to go 50. 50. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go 60, because it is pretty, okay. overall, it is kind of stylistically a little understated, I would say. There are no entrances with lights. That's true. That's why I gave it an 80. <laughs> Everything else, on board. That's right. No, just booming drums and then a silhouette. and then we. <laughs> it's not Chicago. This is not exactly. the movie Chicago. <laughs> All right, our next guy. You might make up some points here. Strident women. I mean, I mean. do we even need to? <laughs> do we need to talk about this? It's one thousand <laughs> percent. There's the obvious Aurora and Emma, but also let's get. We gotta go to that cashier. That cashier. Can I have a register key? She doesn't have enough money. You must be from New York. Uh, that, I love that cashier. Mm-hmm. So, so good. Have you guys ever watched the movie with the audio commentary from no, James Earl Brooks? No. It's so good. He has so much tea to drop. <laughs> it's What's good. What does he say about the cashier? Apparently, he says, I think she was a local woman that they had, like in Iowa there or they something. They always are. Like, it's so, it's so strange how he directed this movie because literally it was just sort of like, I guess I'll do a movie. <laughs> like, it was just so haphazard. Oh, God, I love <laughs> it. They spun gold. They did. Really did. They did. So I think Aurora is pretty oh. strident. It's safe to say. Yeah. Give my daughter the shot. But also, also the um the the maid is Rosie. also pretty great. You know, yeah, like take a break, Rosie. Like I love Rosie. I think all the, the New best. York friends, Lizbeth. Oh yeah, yes, Lizbeth. 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 It's okay to talk about the cancer. <laughs> I was watching uh, Simpsons. Remember the Simpsons where Marge gets the Chanel suit and she keeps yes. wearing it? Like those late, there's a, they meet like yeah. Beth, Suzanne, all that kind of stuff. So right. that, maybe that was an homage. Mm-hmm. 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 All I want to be in my life, the only thing I want to be in my life is one of those ladies who literally can just put on a nice little dress to go to lunch, <laughs> you know? No. And then come home and we'll be never exhausted. go to lunch again. Right. Yes, I'm so yeah. tired. <laughs> and drunk. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you want to give this for strident women? A hundred. Yeah, you got to go hundred on this one. You have to. <laughs> you absolutely do. A hundred. This is our very high a <laughs> hundred. All right, next category. Macabre. How macabre is terms of endearment? Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I mean, there is the whole slow death of cancer. Yes. There's also bugs covering that windshield. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they arrive in Iowa. 
that windshield. I mean, literally everything is right on death's door in that film, really, if you think about it. Um, waking um, a sleeping... I mean, it's pretty macabre at the top, where she's just, like, waking up that baby, you know what I mean? Just to be like, yeah. oh, you're dead. And here's one of those things... Yeah. You know how I said earlier, like, there were things that I forgot in this movie? I don't know if this is macabre or not, but when it happened, I was, like, like furious when the, the scene between Deborah Winger and Jeff Daniels when they're talking about the kids and he's just like, I never thought it'd be a guy who gave up his kids. And I forgot that that mm -hmm. happened. And I was like, are you fucking like, I was furious. I was so angry. Well, yeah. I, was like, I cannot believe like I, up until that point, I thought his character was like, just kind of a putz. Uh, but at that point no. I was like, fuck no, he's an you. Asshole. But all of the men, all of the men basically with the exception of maybe Jack Nicholson are macabre assholes because even john lithgow because john lithgow looks like he's just like a sweet guy and everything but he's fucking deborah winger because his wife has back problems <laughs> she won't get on top yeah like that's bullshit <laughs> i no mean way. i do think it's funny when um garrett shows up at the motel when uh aurora's daughter is dying he shows up they hug she breaks down and the next thing is he's leaving at the airport <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> we could maybe give a scene or something to have that but, but it's fine but that's um, also like the most awesome <laughs> part about how like strong female centered this is, is that like the men are rejects they're horrible right. people it's just like a total statement on like fuck you dudes <laughs> So how macabre do you think uh, Terms of a Deerman is? 90. A 90. <laughs> it's grisly. It's up there with Hostel. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Hostel. <laughs> I want to see Shirley MacLaine in the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be great. <laughs> John, uh, I'm going to go 70. 70. Oh, that's funny. I mean, there is something. We actually literally see Deborah Winger die of cancer. Like, yeah. you see the shot where she died. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the I'm and I can say this as someone who's had cancer. It's a pretty fake way to die. She That was not a real death. A wave. But, and... uh, yeah, no, that was a stage death. But you know what? I give it even more points for that. Because if I'm going to die, <laughs> I want to die looking good dramatically. Absolutely. Yep. And then everyone around you having a breakdown. Yes. <laughs> yes. You hug the asshole who fucked you over, like the mom does. Yeah, totally. It's yeah, it's macabre. Uh, I'm going to give it a 65 for macabre. <sighs> I love it. But to me, when I think <laughs> of terms of endearment, I don't think macabre. Uh, all right. Next category. Dramatic lighting. How dramatic is the lighting in this? Mm. It has that early 80s like glow to everything. Yeah, and everything was in little vignettes. So, like, the lighting was pretty straightforward. It was TV lighting. It wasn't, that like... That opening shot looks definitely. great, though, where the lights in the, yes. the opening is with the light from the that hallway. That opening looks great. Well... And then also, the, when uh, Jack Nicholson sort of first cut, like, Sherlyn Klein's out under the front yard and, like... The, yes, the, the, the dinner party. Car, yeah. Mm -hmm. That there's... That's sort of, like, oh, this is a big... Well, and thing. also how the lights, how, like... And this is how you can tell Shirley MacLaine was a trained dancer because she was able <laughs> to avert the car lights with how she backed up into the bushes in such, like... She literally backed up with the lights as it was, like, as if the lights were pushing her into the bushes. Mm -hmm. So good. She does have, like, an element of, like, she's not afraid to look, like, sloppy. or She's not... Like, there's, like, a... She almost sometimes has, like, a lack of vanity that I really like. She's not afraid yeah. to like wrestle. You Although know what she, I mean? like, yeah. she won't age. That's the one thing she won't do. She won't age, but <laughs> she will wrestle. She doesn't Weeza and as Weeza with those dogs. Oh you my know? God, Steel Magnolias. I, I watched that the other night and it just, it just, it, made, it was like a hug. It's one of the best movies. <laughs> it was, it was. Yeah. So what do you want to give uh, Terms of Endearment for dramatic lighting? You know, I'm going to give it a 
50 because it's kind of half and half. There's some good moments, but it really is. Not, it's not like, you know, Schindler's List. No, definitely not. There's not a little girl in a red coat at any no, point. No, no. Nobody puts rocks on Deborah Winger's grave at the end. I would. You would. Yeah. I can't wait. I got the rocks ready to go. <laughs> I got it inscribed sitting on my shelf next to my Bed Bath & Beyond candle. Yeah. I'm so glad you slapped Anne Hathaway. John, what do you want to give this? Uh, uh, I'll give it a... I'll give it a f- 40. 40. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a 43 for dramatic lighting. It's serviceable. Three. I love how specific you are. I, what's the difference between 42 and 43? That's what I want to know. <laughs> it comes from the gut. I don't know. Just, <laughs> yeah, you feel it. You, you got to feel it. Well, I thought 42 was like, ugh, that's the answer to the meaning of life in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and I didn't want to do that. Yeah, okay. Sure. I feel you. You know, classic gay mm-hmm. answer. Yeah. All right, next category, vibrato. Oh, so vibrato, in addition to the literal meaning of vibrato, we also mean anytime they take a moment and give it something extra. Like they just do it a little more than is maybe necessary, but you'll like well, it. Well, then may I kindly reenact the scene where she, <laughs> fork in hand, says, why, why should I, why should I, why should I be happy about being a grandmother? That is vibrato. That is a hundred points for vibrato. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, give my daughter the shot is pretty vibrato. It's a vibrato film. Because also, like, that that moment, like, watching it again, uh, I was like, you. I mean, that that moment, that scene, that little vignette is iconic. It's great. It's definitely part of what won Shirley the Oscar. But if you took it out, plot-wise, it would not, No. T- you know, the movie would still hold yeah, up. Yeah, of course. You Completely know what I mean? Sure. Like, it is definitely, like, an extra moment. It's all Shirley. And it, because it's, it's extraness is so iconic and is so, like, what you think of when you think of that movie. I think that's super vibrato. But then somehow it doesn't feel, like, over the top or, like, campy. You know what I mean? It feels, like, That's the real. mark of a great actress. <laughs> that's right. She sells it. <laughs> so, John, what are you going to give it for? Oh, yeah, go minor, ahead. I just want to say one other small moment of vibrato for me was the scene, the first sort of scene with Shirley MacLaine and Jack Nicholson, like when they're like at one part of the the, the fence and then they oh, move down yeah. to get closer. Yeah. And he starts stroking his own chest hair. Yeah. That, to me, felt sort of a little vibrato. I wasn't wrong. But, Something um, is mean, wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, based on give my daughter the shot, I'll give it 100. Yep. Same. 100. 100. 100. Also, they make they uh, they really get a lot of use out of that score. Mm, that score <laughs> is iconic. Yeah. That score was my phone ring for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't always think I'm getting wow. bad news with that ring. Nope, nope. It's just it, it's like it's like I'm. It's almost like borderline driving this Daisy. It's just sort of like we're going on a drive. Let's go. I, I guess I do associate it with say... cars pulling away yeah. from the house. <laughs> I think in a way you almost were summoning yourself to get cancer by having. That I really was. Ringtone. I really was. Oh no! <laughs> there are so many things about my existence that like explain why I got cancer. So trust me, there's no surprises. There's no surprises. Well, I hope here. you aren't married to an English professor. <laughs> no, thank God I'm not. Uh, I'm gonna give it a 90 for vibrato. You are a hard one. You're the Roger Ebert to our Siskels. <laughs> you know, you're the first person to say that, but it's been true for a while now. All right, the next category: footwork. How would you judge the footwork in this? Anyone. Well, there's actually a there bunch. There is. You've, I mean, you've got Jack Nicholson driving a car with his yeah. Hello. Yeah. You've got, I love how Shirley McLean, every time she gets out of a car, she takes off her shoes to like walk up, uh-huh. like walk to her house. And I especially love like when she leaves her own party, she leaves her house and then takes off her heels to go. You know what her. I heard that was a little nod to? Miss Barbara Streisand. Because Barbara, sh- in what Barbara way? and Shirley are very good friends. They celebrate oh. their birthday together every single year. It's on the same day. 
and Barbara Streisand hates shoes, similar to B. Arthur. And so I, I oh, yeah. heard that that's why like Shirley MacLaine was like, well, nod to my friend Barbara, take off my shoes. It's like she why added it into she her hate character. Shoes? She just doesn't like wearing shoes. She just likes being bare, especially being grass and stuff. She's like barefoot, why not? And that's great. Uh, sure. Sure. I just didn't know if it like hindered her as a dancer or something. Well, she probably also has that too. She probably just likes being barefoot. I mean, a lot of her dancing in that one film, mm -hmm. what I forget what it's called now, but I mean, she was barefoot. Like, Sweet Charity. Not Sweet Charity. Another one no. with uh, Gene Cal. The oh oh, uh, she wasn't dancing with him in it, but she was dancing some in it. The What a Way to Go. She was barefoot in parts of that. Oh okay. Yeah. So what do you want to give? Also, well, oh, also, I, this isn't necessarily footwork. Okay. But I didn't know where else to put this, so I had to talk about it. After this, the farewell scene with Deborah Winger and her two sons and Shirley MacLaine is, like, walking the boys to the car. And, like, Shirley MacLaine slaps the older son. And, like, his pratfall is so hilarious so to good. me. That I thought was so funny. You know what's another? It's like she slaps him, and it is hard, but, like, he, like, rolls over. And, like, it was it was. I nice. have like to he got say punched it. in the chest. In addition yeah. to that footwork, a similar note that it isn't really footwork, but it is footwork because it involves walking. But okay. when she walked, in, you know that ho that hotel she was staying at when Deborah Winger was in the hospital, and she had to walk through the right. pool, and all the kids were oh, in the, yeah, by yeah. the pool, and you could feel mm -hmm. that steam pool vibe as she was walking, and it just was so gross. That to me is like great footwork because she like. There's also the scene uh, Deborah Winger pushing a stroller after the man, the woman mm -hmm. sleeping with your husband oh, right. mm -hmm. through a mm -hmm. college campus. Can you imagine? Yeah. Yes, that's good footwork too. <laughs> that's a fun day at school. You mm -hmm. see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> I love what she screamed at her to stop. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I have a baby here. Don't make me chase you. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. So what so do you want to give this for footwork? I'm going to give it a solid 90. 90. Yeah, I'll give it an 80. 80. Uh, I'm going to go 75. Yeah, it's not Fosse. This is not Fosse. This is not a chorus But line. it has a Fosse-trained dancer at the at the, at the That house. it does. That's true. All right, the next category, animal print. Oh, none. Is there any? Yeah, I didn't see. I was uh, really this, was, this wasn't the era for animal print. Animal print really no. came in the 80s, and this was supposed to happen before that, really. Well, also, this, the animal yeah. print had uh, it was around in the 70s. 70s. Well, it was, but it wasn't like women of a certain class weren't wearing it. Do you know what I mean? No, no, no. Like yeah, someone yeah. like Aurora. No, in yeah, and Des Moines or, or in Texas even. like women. It really was like Dynasty, that Dynasty and um, Dallas and stuff that brought out that sort of like over-the-top right. animal print glam mm -hmm. that the women started wearing it. Like mall glamour, Nordstrom, Macy's glamour. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, my God, I love a Nordstrom. There is nothing more calming than walking through a Nordstrom and getting your parking validated. Nothing. Uh, I love going. Have you Just ever gone walking through? Yeah. In the Americana, yeah. the Nordstrom's has a great bar, like oh, upstairs. Yes. Oh, they yeah. Do. It's a fun bar. I bought a Mark Jacobs bag from there once. It was a delightful moment. <laughs> In yeah. the before times. <sighs> so what do you want to give this for animal print? zero because i don't think of, i don't think there was any i don't think there is any either yeah have to i hate to do that, that. I, I hate know. it you know that's on james l brooks that is you know mm -hmm. someone in that grocery store could have had animal print someone could have had a kept... hat on or something yeah <laughs> it's iowa there's not one hunter i mean <laughs> yes. yeah. can someone give me some camo all right, this is the last category in the canon categories. Okay. On a scale of 0 to 100, how likely are you to recommend this to a gay person? Oh, my God. It's, like, the only one I recommend to gay people. So 100. <laughs> 100. 
I'll give it a. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll give it a. I'll give it a ninety-nine. A ninety-nine. I think it's like it is a. It is like a great movie. I think it's definitely worth seeing and checking out. What is keeping you from doing a hundred? I'm just curious. I, I would just be like, if someone's like, I hate melodrama, then I'd be like, well, then you. Well, then you're probably not it. gay. Yeah. Have you thought about exactly. that? Exactly. Who doesn't some. like melodrama? I know. I don't know. God. Also, Shirley MacLaine. Deborah oh. Winger. Oh, Deborah Winger's great. I, again, 99, guys. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, it's one of my favorite movies. I got to give it 100, I think. Give an average of 99.67, which is almost double what Mermaids got. Oh, Mermaids is Alrighty. good, though. All right, so that is it for the canon categories. Now we are on to the wheel. I'm literally sweating, and not because it's hot outside. <laughs> I am so excited. <laughs> okay, so these are all categories that have been brought in by previous guests. Uh, we put them all on a wheel, so we're going to spin the wheel four times, and whatever categories come up, we're going to rate the movie off of that. So here we go. have a little wheel app. You, you have an app? It. Wow. It's pretty fancy. That is. Here, clicking. So high tech. Oh, here's a good one. Angry phone hangout. Oh, this well, movie had I mean, great yeah, phone work. When Deborah wouldn't get an abortion. I mean, that's like that right there is like mm-hmm. a great phone work. That one was good. Uh there was what else? I mean, also Shirley MacLaine, like there's nothing more like exotic than like being in your PJs, having your breakfast, having your coffee on a little right. TV tray, setting the phone right by you and settling in for a yeah. nice little chat. <laughs> uh, but there's when Deborah Winger was on the portable phone with Jeff Daniels, mm. and she like that that she she hung up that one. Yeah. I mean, it was hard again because it's portable. But also uh, Jeff Daniels when he was on the phone with Shirley MacLaine and uh, watching the kids by himself, oh. and he was like, "I don't sound frightened." Literally, yeah. angry phone hang up right there. Shirley MacLaine. There's a lot of phone stuff going on, on the phone with mm-hmm. or no Deborah Winger on the phone with John Lithgow when they couldn't talk, and she was like, "Is now a good time?" And the kid peed. Like that's like yeah, that's great phone work. <laughs> This movie is almost like pornography for people who love rotary phone handling. That's true. You know what I mean? Yes. There's something, the, the phone work in this is so satisfying to watch. I don't know. There's something, because you're like, oh, yeah, they, we used to talk on these big, giant, clunky machines, and we loved it. Yeah. I used to love mm-hmm. our rotary phone. I oh, remember yeah. them. I used to have in my bedroom. It wasn't rotary, but it was like, it was just like a cord phone that I would have in my, it was so cool. I felt so cool. And now we have phones all the time, and who gives a fuck? Yeah, they're just for, like, porn. That's all they are? Yeah. So what do you want to give this for angry phone hang-ups? Oh, 100. 100. <laughs> uh, I think the f- if it was just phone work, I would give it 100. Because it's, but because it's angry phone hang-ups, I'm going to give it an 80. Mm. 80. Um, I don't know. I wrote down that there are quite a few, so I'm going to give it 88. Mm. Give it an average of 89.33. <sighs> Angry Phone Hangups is from our Toy Soldiers episode with Dan Lippert. Oh, cute. <laughs> okay, here we go. You gave it to me. You gave it to me. What, so what did, does that mean? Did, <laughs> like, if you saw the trailer for Terms of Endearment, and you, or you knew the logline, and you saw it, would you think, all right, you gave yep. it to oh, me? Oh, like, that's you, what I want. Yes, if I was a strange person <laughs> sitting in the theater and saw that, saw that trailer, I literally would leave and beg my mom to get me to an encyclopedia so I could send a letter to James L. Brooks asking him when it was coming out, how I can be a part of the premiere, <laughs> what do I have to do to be involved? Like, I would be so you, excited. You get that from an encyclopedia? Is that, well, yeah, the movie encyclopedia. When I was a kid, I had this movie encyclopedia <laughs> of all the places that I could send fan letters to. And I and I oh. would do it. I would send, I sent so many fan letters out when I was a kid. Did you ever get a response? Oh my God, all the time. Glenn Close, 
one of the nicest ones. Okay. I will say. Oh, really? Playing against type. I loved, yeah, I know. (laughs) I loved Glenn Close as a kid. I thought she was so, like, weird. I thought she was a man for a while. And I I sent her a letter. Alfred Nobs. Well, this was before Alfred Nobs, but she had a mannish quality, (laughs) and I got a letter back, and I was so, it was like a picture back, and it was so sweet. (laughs) That's wonderful. Glenn Close, Um, who knew? I once wrote, oh, there was for the movie um, One True Thing. You remember that? With, um, Do I remember Meryl One True Street. Thing? <laughs> I once wrote a letter to Roger Ebert when he had his, what you could ask like the movie Answer Man. And I remembered watching that movie and I remembered thinking, that shot is reversed. There was a shot that I noticed. This is, I don't know what I was doing with my time, but I got an answer. They asked like the editor and it turns out they did reverse the shot, like That's- post. There was a song, wow. I'm trying to remember the name of it. There was a song that Bette Midler did for the movie One True Thing. And oh yeah, my one true friend. Oh, my, and I, buckets. Yeah. Buckets. <laughs> so for, you gave it to me, what would you give it? Would you just say you came to terms? Oh, <laughs> I mean, yes. I, I feel like I'm gonna give a hundred to all these, but yes, a hundred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think for this one, you gotta give it a hundred. Absolutely. I mean, it is like, it is like the, the, the alpha of this genre. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like it is like the the, the prime example. Because the funny stuff's funny and the sad stuff's sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes you cry. And you got a little Ethel Merman in there. Uh, what more do you need? <laughs> okay. All right. Wheel category number three. What did you give it? Oh, I gave it 100. Also 100? Okay. Of course. I'm so nervous about this score. It'll be fine. Oh, here's another good one. Real bodies. Real bodies. Oh, well then, yes. I mean, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Danny DeVito. Yeah, Danny. Oh, little Danny DeVito. <laughs> How cute is that? He's so devoted. He was really sort of like wasted casting just in the fact that like he is, he's, it, it, you'd think it was his first movie or something like yeah. that with how little he does. Yeah. Also, but, um, I will say one of the bravest things in the film is that Shirley MacLaine allowed her chest wrinkles to be shown. Because, like, you know, the little chest wrinkles that the women get sometimes as they oh, yeah, age sure. with the boobs and stuff? And she didn't hide it. She was just like, this is me. Take it. <laughs> yeah. Even she was saying, this is me, before that greatest showman came along. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's very true. No, I think it's real bodies. There's a lot of real John Lithgow, or no, uh, uh, Jeff Daniels, very real body moment. John Lithgow never gets yeah. naked. He should get naked once. Um yeah, no. I just watch Raising Kane. I don't think he gets naked. He doesn't. He's not a naked person. Which he's not a naked guy. Yeah. What are you gonna do? For better, or for worse. I, I mean, everyone <laughs> should be, but whatever. Um, we all got bodies. Yeah, embrace mm-hmm. it, baby. No, but uh, yeah, I think it's a very real body movie, but it's not heavy on the bodies. Like Deborah Winger and Jeff Daniels are probably the most, uh, and Patsy are the most, and the Jack. I guess it is a very body movie. Well, especially you see Jack Nicholson's like body the most. I yeah, like. yeah, which is so iconic and strange all at the same time. Because I think he becomes sexy through just sheer force of personality. Well, and that's the sexiest to yeah, me. Right? That's that's true. like that's the yeah. Sopranos element to me. Like I didn't like yeah. like James Gandolfini was not doing it for me, but then I watched Sopranos and I was like, oh, you're like, oh, please yeah. I get it now. choke me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yell at me like I'm Carmelo. Please, I'll make you pasta. <laughs> So what do you want to give this for real bodies? This is a shocker, but a hundred. A hundred. I'm going to go 90 because I don't think there's like a female equivalent to like Jack Nicholson. Mm, true. What about that checkout girl? <laughs> okay. You must be from New York. Uh, I'm going to give it a 80 for real bodies. Okay. 
Because I feel like Jeff Daniels has abs. Yeah. I can't relate to that. Well, I actually feel like he was more like um, – he was more lean that like he wasn't muscular. Yeah. Like he didn't like you would like like his pecs were just flat. Like you could tell like he he didn't really like train in a way that uh, an actor today the would. The annoying kind of skinny. You know I mean? The kind of skinny that a faggot would be like, "Oh, look at my abs." But in reality, we all know it's just skinny. Yeah. You just got lucky with your genetics. You just got lucky, bitch. You ain't doing no ab work. Talk to me when you're in your 50s. Yeah. Mhm. Drinking your From pure ab- proteins. No, thank you. No, thank you. All right, All this right. is the last of the wheel categories. This has been very good for you, mm-hmm. these wheel categories. It, it, truly. <laughs> oh, rise smiles. I mean, hello, Jack Nicholson. I mean, Jack Nicholson yeah. is just, yeah. he's the, the king I mean, of it. The king of, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the best sort of rise smile slash smirk response is when she says the back door's open and he goes, the back door's open. <laughs> and that funny. was it. That was not, they did, he did not have that direction. That was a Jack Nicholson thing. That was not mm-hmm. in the script. Apparently most of their scenes, they said, were improvised. improvised. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think this Jack Nicholson alone, even though Shirley MacLaine has her own too, as does she Deborah does. Winger. But Jack Nicholson by, hits it out of the park. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So what do you want to give this for Rye Smiles? Just because I've been giving it 100 and I hate to be like, <laughs> you know, a broken record, I'm going to say 99. 99, fair. Yeah. Tough well, since, fair. since you went 99, I'll go 100. Wow. Thank you. Um, I'll also go 100. I mean, yeah, this is it's Jack Nicholson. That's yeah. what he does. All right, now the time has come for you to add a category, which will be added to the wheel. And then we can use potentially use for future movies. Oh so my. it could apply to terms of endearment as well as other movies to judge how gay they are. Oh, my God. This is so... Has anyone talked about the V area of a man's body when they're that lean? They have the V around their like dickle area. We no. have not. We have no V. I mean, that's no. Not like category. I don't know what you would call it, but the V. Like, does the does Is it the not V exist? Cum gutters. I said cum dumpsters. I've heard cum gutters. Yeah. Well, I mean, call it what you want, but I think there needs to be a focus on that area within a podcast about the gayness of films. And this film has it with Jeff Daniels, so I'm just saying. So you would say the more the movie features a man's a V, the yeah. gayer it is. The male yes. V. The male V. Who needs that? The ladies' chest, so we need the male V. The male V. <laughs> All right, I think the male V. There we go. Yeah. yeah. So what would you give, um, I mean, this isn't swim In terms fan. of endearment for the male <laughs> <Yeah>. V. <laughs> Wait, what did I give it the male V? Um, I think Jack Nicholson has his own kind of male V. It's more like you a know you. what I mean? Like, just... it's, yeah, it's, it's... <laughs> so I'm going to give it 100 for the male 100. V. Yes. You got to see some other movies. Yeah. <laughs> I love his little you. I love his little you. That's true. Anything Jack Nicholson with Chris gives it a bunch of time. <laughs> I'll give it a I'll give it a seventy. Seventy. I should have picked one that was like, you know, <laughs> definite hundreds for you too. Well <laughs> it's too late. It's etched in Deborah Winger's funeral stone. Oh, I'm, you give it a, I'm giving it a sixty for the male V. Okay. This I wouldn't be I the shot... first this wouldn't be the first movie I'd go to if I want to highlight the male V. I think I shot myself with this one. I think I did. I think I might have hurt myself from this being in the okay. top five. <laughs> You're all right. Well, we're not done yet. 
All right, now we are into the bonus categories. So these, it's going to be from zero to ten, and it's percentage bonus of points that it gets. So if you if you get a zero, it doesn't get penalized in a way that like the other categories will. So this is just extra bonus, and it's just zero to ten. Okay. All okay. right, so the first category on a scale of zero to ten percent, how would you rate Terms of Endearment in Makeover Montage? Oh, Oh, is there God. a makeover well, montage? There is in that people age, you know, aging kind of James L. Brooks way. So I'm going to give it a four because it's not the best makeover. It's also not a montage. Well, you could argue that moving <laughs> through time is kind of a montage. So just existing <laughs> is a montage? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm on a forever montage with my life. <laughs> well, giving it a four. Uh, I'm going to have to go zero, unfortunately, because I don't think there's any of those. That what you really mm, okay. want without no. We montage. got an eagle eye for these now at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also <laughs> going to give it a zero. But the next category, maybe you'll make up some here. Cheerworthy cameos. Oh, well, I mean, Danny DeVito. But he's in a few scenes. We That's tend to be very rough, very precise with like, if you're but in more you than one you can do whatever scene, you want. But you obviously. are, of course, allowed to. But that is typically okay. how we how we sort of the, look at So the one. cameo is defined by a one-off thing. It's just yeah. like they're in and they're out. Yeah. Well, I don't subscribe to that kind of that definition. Mm -hmm. um, and as a millennial, I'm going to go my own way. <laughs> Please do. Sure. So I'm going to say Danny DeVito is a great one. There's a few, actually. So I'm going to give it a six. A six. <laughs> I, didn't, yes. I didn't really clock any cameos in this. So I'm going to have to go zero, unfortunately. As will I. I did not clock any cameos. I was expecting to see a hero. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe you make up some points on this one. Pool trouble. Oh, yeah. Wait, is this is this just like things that happen around a pool? Well, pool yeah. trouble. Is there trouble yeah. in the pool? Well, yes. She was contemplating possibly leaving her husband by a pool that. with a cordless phone. That's pool trouble. There was that. There was Shirley MacLaine yelling at the kids to not throw her in the pool. Yes. There yes. Was Don't be you trouble. dare. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> and of course, Jack Nicholson's goofy. Wahoo! Yep. Jumping into the pool. That's trouble. And like he was yeah, doing laps when Shirley MacLaine invites him over. Yeah. To get into some yeah. trouble. To see so his so her Renoir. Solid <laughs> exactly. 10. Solid a 10. 10. <laughs> this is up there with Gremlins. Yes. yes. Solid 10. I'll give it a three. A three. <laughs> um, I think I'm also going to give it a three. That sounds right. Give an average of 5.33, which is a lot more than Silence of the Lambs. Okay. Pool trouble. Is, is, there, is there even a pool in Silence of the Lambs? No, but there's no. like pools of light. We'll sometimes make sometimes allowances we, yeah. for that. <laughs> we have some creative interpretation. Dating pools. Yeah, yeah. Gene pools. Yeah. <laughs> the dating pool in the prison was really tough. A lot of single guys, though. That makes. Yeah. True. That come throw. He comes I mean, on very strong. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> All right. Our next category. Witches. How witchy is Terms oh, of Internet? Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> that there are things spinning between Emma and Aurora. You know that there is a web being spun amongst these men that they are just using like like little puppets. So I'm gonna again, give it a solid 10. <laughs> I think that web you're talking about is called codependency. <laughs> tomato, tomato, honey, tomato, tomato. Um, I will give it a one for all those bitches in New York being very coveny when they're having lunch. Sure. Um, I'm gonna give it a three because I mean, anytime you got Shirley MacLaine in a garden, 
There's yes. like a witchy energy. <laughs> I mean, she has a natural like she's a Glinda the Good Witch, especially like in her flowy yes. like gowns. It's very right. Glinda the Good Witch. You also know that like I mean, Real Housewives. Back to Real Housewives. They're Please. all kind of witches, and you know that Aurora would be a Real Housewives of Houston. Like she would oh, for be sure. one thousand percent. She's the Lisa Vanderpump. She's the Karen yes. Huger, the yes. Grand Dame of the game. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So witch. All right, I'm giving it a three. All right, next category. Gay actors playing gay roles. Well, I stand by my statement about Jack Nicholson having at least touched a penis at some point <laughs> in his life. That doesn't make him gay because I'm very modern. And <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Different you are a millennial. <laughs> but that said, that said, um, I, don't, I don't believe, I mean, possibly Shirley MacLaine was a homosexual in a former life. We cannot, we'll never know. That's not for us All to right. say. That's not for us to say. But, but is I'm she playing ha- a gay role? Uh, no. No, she's not. No, I'm going to have to give that a zero. Although I do think Patsy may have had romantic feelings for In the them. book, yeah. Patsy and Flap have an affair. Yes. Right. Yes, that is true. Have that you read the true. book? I have, and it is wonderful. It is different from the film. Yeah. I need to. I just read his um, Lonesome Dove. It's like 800 pages. Lonesome, I, I read that it. when I was a kid. It's yeah, amazing. it's good. It's really good. He's a great writer. I mean, hello. He gave us up. Uh, he, he gave us the adaptation for Brokeback Mountain. Hello. Mm, he's hello. done his. He's done the work. Thank he's you. done the work, which that alone gives him gay credit. I'm just saying. Is Larry McMurtry a gay icon? Should we add that? <laughs> I guess we should. Yes, we should. <laughs> Maybe that instead of the male V would have gotten a higher score. <laughs> Larry McMurtry. Uh, John, what are you going to give this for gay actors playing gay roles? I'm uh, unfortunately zero. <laughs> I too will give it a zero. But I think you're going to like this go. next category. I'm so nervous. Zero to 10%. Themes of mothers. Oh, me. Do we even have to discuss this? Is this even a matter of no. for discussion? I no, mean, it's a 10. 10s it's a across the, the board, I think. 10, it's a 10. Yes. Also, the fact that at first, like, Deborah, the whole movie, Deborah Warren just kind of like rebelling against, I don't want to raise my kids like my mother mm-hmm. raised me. But mm-hmm. in the end, where yeah, do her everyone. kids end up? Where does she want her kids to be? Mm-hmm. With, her with mother. the mom. Mm-hmm. Which, is the, which is the best decision she made in the entire film. Absolutely. You can't break mm-hmm. up the, can't give the girl the Patsy. No. That's yeah, cool. That's you guys should, you should watch the sequel to see where the kids end up. The, is it? Um, the Evening Star. The Evening Star, yes. What's her face? Juliette Lewis is uh, uh-huh. the little girl. She's the little girl, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just remember there's like, you see Scott Wolf in boxer briefs in that movie, I believe. It's true. There was <laughs> there was definitely a VHS copy that had a, had a like the rustling of the image because I freezed sure. it so much, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the screen was distorted. Yeah, that was me. All right, next category: dramatic smoking. Oh, does does John smoke? No. Well, Patsy and Emma kind of have fun. They smoke with a little that bit with joint the in the bedroom. Oh yes, at the beginning, that's mm-hmm. true. That's true, and they're trying to hide it, and that is the most lesbianic energy in the film, actually, because yeah. they're like smoking and she, a puts it in, and she does like a thing. Yes, so I mean, <laughs> there is that. There is that. There is that. But I think but that's, that's all it. there is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. So I'm going to give it a three because that seems good. That is a good scene. I love that little air freshener thing that she pulls up and pops yeah. out with the weird yeah. wax cylinder on the inside. <laughs> I don't even. The weird thing is I don't even know what era they were in when they were in. To me, it was all in the 80s. It yeah, all right. happened in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll give it a two for dramatic smoking for that scene. I'm yeah. also going to give it a John. We are really in sync on we terms of endearment. On this movie. Mm-hmm. All right, next category. The last one in the bonus category quips. How quippy is terms of endearment? I mean, it's well, pretty there quippy. Are, there pretty are quippy. great lines. I mean, it's James L. Brooks. He is the gift of writers in Hollywood. So, like, mm-hmm. it it is filled with great memorable lines. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love you're not special enough to survive a bad marriage. I thought that was. <laughs> I mean, that I mean, it, and if, if 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 what was the, there was a line if you're going to succeed at least like do it halfway or so. It was some line she mm-hmm. said about him and how he has no motivation whatsoever. He can't even I do mean, simple things like fail locally. Yeah, 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 fail locally, which is like <laughs> such a good line. That is such a good line. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely it is beyond quick because emma the mother and brother are always trading like barbs and quips back and forth mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's not i don't know if give my daughter the shot is up there with life is like a box of chocolates but it, is for it me. might be you could it's argue relevant. that it I is think it's, i wouldn't call that a quip though yeah you're I mean, right that's, that's icon- that is iconic maybe I the line after she says after she screams she goes thank you Oh yeah, that's <laughs> like a quippy energy. Yes, that's that's Tatiana from Drag Race. Thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. So maybe the power, the power of Aurora, the Evening Star. Is she the Evening Star? Aurora is a cosmic thing. That's. I mean, I, I think in the film it felt more like Rosie was the Evening Star. Oh, wow, poor Rosie. <laughs> because in the sequel, the maid had a much bigger role. Is it the same? Right. Was it Marion Ross? No. And everyone, yeah, it was Marion Ross, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, she's going to get nominated for an Oscar," and then it didn't happen. Hmm. So, what do you want to give terms of endearment for quips? I'm going to give it an eight. Eight. I'll give it a. I'll give it a four. A four. You are not laughing. <laughs> it just doesn't. It's not like a, to me. It's not a movie of like a rat-a-tat dialogue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm also going to give it a. I was laughing a bunch. Yeah, this I think it's really funny. Funnier than mermaids. <laughs> yeah, mermaids is actually than. sad. Mermaids is actually, <laughs> yeah, it's sad. You didn't like I it. <laughs> it was fine. It wasn't. This is like it was funny watching them back to back because I feel like mermaids was like trying to go for something like this, but it's like yeah. the phony made-for-TV version where it mm-hmm. doesn't have the highs, it doesn't have the lows. It's well, not that's what funny. I was saying is that like people give the terms of endearment shit, but this was the original. This was yeah. like. In, in, in retrospect, everyone yeah. is trying to be this. Everyone exactly. is trying to achieve terms of endearment. Which, how fierce is that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Finally, we are not finally, almost finally. These yes. are the last three. These are the we're iconic. the iconic categories. All right. So we are back to zero to a hundred. These are the big ones. These are the ones you want us to do well in. So the first one on a scale of cool. zero to a hundred, how homoerotic is terms of endearment? I mean, again, Jeff Daniels and Jack Nicholson. There's ladies kissing each other. Yes. I mean, I'm going to give it a, a 80. Have you ever spoken to a lesbian about terms of endearment? I have, actually. And, <laughs> like, uh, that's where I get my argument where she, because she's the one who told me that this, oh, is a very, this is a very lesbian energy film because it is, even though they're mother and daughter, there is a sexual energy between these female characters. Is it so? Maybe it's also that that's coming from like there's like a certain like mother and daughter vying for power. You know what I mean? Like they're vying. Yeah. There's like a power struggle between everything. But there's also like an intimacy that you totally. don't often see because they had a mother daughter relationship that wasn't like mother daughter. It was like sisters. Right. It was, it was like, intense. I mean, it's funny how like yeah. they seem to resent any male that's in the other one's life. Yes, exactly. Which is very lesbian. Yeah. Although Deborah Winger, <laughs> Emma seemed pretty cool with uh, Jack Nicholson. She yes was like, no. Him. She was like, when she met him, like, hey, how are you? And then he's the one. Well, that, but that's away. because she was also getting the D on the side, too. So she didn't care. She was like, <laughs> she I got D coming from two play. Yeah, yeah, she was chill. <laughs> um, so what do you want to give in terms of, you said 80 for homoeroticism? Yeah, I'm going to give it an 80. I mean, there's not a lot of, like, overt uh, same-sex action going on here. But I, I get the energy, so I'll go 60. 
Is that what you need? You need literal. You need literal yeah. homosexuality. I need to be uh, punched in the nose with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Someone needs to take a dick and slap it across my face. <laughs> I'm going to give it a twenty for homoeroticism. Oh, I do not I'm think it's lose. that homoerotic. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. going to be the worst guest you've ever had. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> All right, oh. the next category on a scale of zero to one hundred: camp factor. How campy is terms of endearment? <laughs> I Shirley McLean. Shirley McLean. <laughs> Shirley McLean. Yes. Like that mm-hmm. that alone is like, oh yeah, you want camp? Here's camp. Like mm-hmm. that in and of itself is is that. Deborah Winger offers her own, but Deborah Winger is like a class act in acting. Like she is like yes. whoa. But yeah. she's become camp. As, as time has gone on, she has become mm-hmm. camp. So I'm gonna give a solid hunter for this camp. Shirley McLean. Uh, I'm. Uh, I think there's a lot of camp. Like I think, like when Shirley McLean's getting called out by all those gentlemen suitors about her about her age. I thought that That's was really so funny. funny. I thought when she like goes to like get that like that lingerie in the back of her drawer that she had clearly been saving that was like wrapped in paper. I was like that has super the scent things yeah. in it. The little scent bags. <laughs> the cachets. Yeah. Super. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, Shirley McLean and Deborah Winger at one point are both like drinking tea on a bed, talking about boys. That's really mm-hmm. campy. I mean, um, come on. There's a so yeah, it's pretty campy, uh, and I mean, I'll give it an eighty. Eighty. All right, I got a list of campy things I noticed. I'll go through them very quickly. A mother fussing over her daughter's appearance. Broadway cast albums featuring Ethel Merman. A bride sneezing. Completely losing your shit over becoming a grandmother. Finger foods. A former astronaut. Flower arranging. Telling your pregnant daughters all the girls you know who are having simple abortions. Inviting a man (laughs) over to look at your Renoir. Decorating your kitchen and astronaut memorabilia. Flirting (laughs) with your grad student while you have your daughter strapped to your chest. Getting cock blocked by your grandchild yelling, Grandma, Grandma, Grandma. Getting broken up with in a gazebo. Chasing after your husband mistress while pushing the stroller lizbeth the woman who tells emma patsy tells us you have cancer exterior shots of hospitals anytime shirley mcclain gets to slap somebody and finally the fact that one of the nurses is played by an actress named betty croissant i i want to take that little audio bit that you just had and i want to make that my new ringtone i'm beyond flattered um, but I don't think this is all that campy overall. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 60 for a game. Because it's so, like, there's so much. I mean, it is kind of, like, genuine camp. Like, it's camp that is also genuinely emotionally moving at the same time. It is, like, it is very much, like, the, the give my daughter the shot scene. Like, that is the cusp of camp. Yes. Like, they're, like, you just, that. Wait. No. You just made a list. You just did the gayest <laughs> thing possible. You made a minute-long list. And I you're did now for giving Silas it a the Lambs, 60. Too. The Showgirls list was twice as long. Oh, we just watched that yesterday. <laughs> Would you say Showgirls is maybe a little campier than uh, <laughs> Terms of Endearment? I think it's on the same level. <laughs> Fair enough. I think same different level, colors different universes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different universes, <laughs> yes, yes. One is TLC, one is Showtime. Is Spider-Man, could Spider-Man be Batman? You know, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Finally, in the last of the iconic categories, over-the-top wardrobe. Mm. Well, I so mean, the wardrobe's I w- pretty on the nose, but I did yeah. notice this one thing, and maybe uh, you, as a you as fans of this movie, so this the scene early on in the movie when Deborah Winger is giving uh, Jeff Daniels that tie that we'll get called mm-hmm. back later, you can very <laughs> distinctly and clearly see a tag on her blouse, like yeah. like she just bought it and hasn't taken it off yet. It's never mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's never like called back or anything. But I was like, it so grabbed my attention. I was like, what is that tag? Like, what is that telling us? 
It's a total Sonia Morgan it? move. It's a total Sonia Morgan move. Oh my God. I mean, it's also like she was poor and she refused to get help from her mother. So you know she's probably taking that outfit right. back. Mm-hmm. Like, you know she's doing that. Like, that that to me is the character, 1000%. Gotcha. Shirley yeah. McLean also at one point had on a silver turquoise belt. Yeah, definitely yes. like I wrote that down. Eyes. Yes. <laughs> yes. She also had moments, I mean, her hair. Her hair is very over the her top. Eyelashes. Mm-hmm. Her eyelashes. Her eyelashes. Oh my boot. god! Her eyelashes are just straight up camp. I would say yeah. like there's nothing like to me like the wardrobe is an essay over the top, but it is also very identifiable to this movie. Yes. Like this flowy mm-hmm. sheeriness of everything. Which, like Aurora's like, outfit when they, she has her date on the Corvette is like so many ruffles and taffetas. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's insane. Like four bridesmaids dresses in one. But the insane thing is that it is understated, but it's understated in a really over-the-top way. Does that make sense? Sure. It's like like it's an like, undecorated Christmas tree. Well, it's sort of like, yes. No, it's sort of like, it's sort of like the impossible thing where you want to look sort of like, you don't want to look remarkable and stand out, but you want to stand out for like the character that you exist in. And that's how every outfit was so, every character had different identities yes. based on that fashion sense. Mm-hmm. It was... Yeah, it's it's not over the top. I'm going to give it a 50, 50. but it's still great. Uh, yeah, I'll give it 50 as well. That feels right. Um, yeah, I'll give it 50. Sure, why not? Give an average of 50. All right, finally, we're into the crown jewels. These are ones we have to agree on. It's all or nothing. We all have nothing. to agree. Yes, we all have to agree. have to agree. It's yes or no, basically. Well, we haven't agreed so far, so we're <laughs> fucked. We've had a I few. <laughs> It'll be all right. All right. Positive 15% bonus points for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. A positive portrayal. Well, I mean, it inspired a positive portrayal of homosexuality. <laughs> that is not the category. Um, <laughs> uh, wait, so what's the rank? Is it 100? Is that the ranking? What's zero? No, to it's, fi- it's, it's just 15. We give it the 15% bonus. I, uh, to I me, it doesn't really. I don't think it gets it. I, I don't I, I I guess I'm on board, but I don't I don't like that I'm on board. It's okay. It's not penalized anything. I mean, but it hurts me. Well, maybe this next one will make you feel better. <clears throat> Negative fifty percent of your total points if this is the movie Boat Trip. This is not the movie oh. Boat Trip, oh, it so is it will not, not be penalized fifty percent of its Yes. <laughs> all right. Well how do you think you did? That's that's it. We're all done. We are at the end of the scoring. How do you think you did? I mean I feel confident but i don't feel confident that i'm going to be in the top five and that really pisses me off um very astute let's go well here we go (laughs) out of the possible (laughs) 2462.80 points terms of endearment has scored 1894.13 giving it a percentage of 76.91 making it the sixth gayest movie ever not as gay as bradley cooper's a star is born but gayer than funny girl (laughs) <laughs> that makes oh. me so that is the definition of my career <laughs> all, literally almost there but like just one step below like i'm just <laughs> one step behind oh my god just like Fuck aladdin okay yes uh, just like aladdin an anti-aladdin Fuck. he's one step ahead I mean, one step behind. okay you know what six is respectable it was harry truman's presidency no one yeah. expected it and guess what he still did it and he's memorable that's where i'm gonna be in this i'm gonna be <laughs> memorable for the sake that i'm not in the top five but i'm right below it so bitch 
I'm ready to step in when I need to. <laughs> You're gayer than Funny Girl, Cats, Labyrinth, Batman, uh, Forever. That's not bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That You're meant, the top I'm, ten. I'm, I'm proud of that, at least. I mean, at least that's something. For a movie with cool. no actual gay people in it, that's pretty good. Yeah. That is true. That is true. <laughs> that's the power of Shirley MacLaine. Mm-hmm. That is. She holds that much gay weight. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only gay weight we allow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, that's it. We're at the end. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for doing. Thanks for bringing in this movie. When I'm so I glad you badgered us. Let me just say, I for the listeners listening and everybody, this is such a good idea for a podcast. <laughs> I love it so, 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 so much. And I, I just, I'm so glad to have been here. And also that I didn't quite make it all the way to the top five, but I'm glad I'm just about there. <laughs> Just about there. A very solid very nice. showing. Is there anything you'd like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? I mean, you know, just Google me. Follow Sadie. Like, have a fun show. We're doing <laughs> shit. Like, listen to You're Making It Worse. Don't be a horrible person. It's a great podcast. You're Making It Worse. Just definitely check that out. Thank you. Yeah, it's just us complaining about gay people. You guys are going to love Perfect. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. We'll be right back. We're back. What a great uh, movie. What a, what a great guest. a great movie. Very, oh, everything. All about it. Everything Learned. about it was great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you think Terms of a Dearman could make a good musical? I think so. I mean, the... The 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 pit the the pitfall the pitfall would be making it too ballad heavy. That's the one thing you got to figure out ways to to throw in some. You got to give my daughter the shot. <laughs> yeah, I mean tap dancing nurses for give my daughter the shot. Yes, tap dancing I mean, syringes. Mm, sure. Has there ever been think, tap dancing I think, syringes? I think more nurses with their the the, syrin- the syringes are like the canes. Sure. Uh, I mean they're literally because it's a hard crutch. as a as a yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they're not literally crunch. They're literally. A Are there many musicals that sp- I guess there must be that span like 20, 30 years? Like the story takes place over like a great short showboat. Yeah. Hamilton. Um, oh yeah, Hamilton. Those are the only two musicals that have ever been. Les Mis. Ugh, I saw that terrible musicals movie. love an epic. Oh, that movie is garbage. Um, but uh, musicals love an epic. Speaking of epic, John, we got a message on oh, Instagram that I would love oh, to get your reaction to. So epic. All right. I'm listening. And we're recording this way ahead of time. So this came yes. out. We just got this a few days ago, but it's in regards to our Batman Forever episode. Okay. And listener Johnny Pocket said, I'm yelling at John so loud right now. <laughs> and then I responded okay. about anything in particular. He said, 40 <laughs> for quips. Come on. His distaste for the movie is influencing his ranking. And, in my, and I may call for impeachment. Oh, wow. So I would love, what's your reaction to that, John? That's well, all I have. <laughs> um, well, he's right. I, th- I, I thank like the them movie. for listening. I thank them for listening. No, thank I thank didn't. You. I thank you. I also thank you for listening. I didn't, validate, I didn't validate saying you were so correct. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you were like, I am reading this on air and I'm not going to, and you didn't, you refused to let me know what it was beforehand. Yeah, what's the big deal? Oh yeah, sure. We're not revealing family uh, secrets or anything. No, 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 no. Um, what can I say? I don't think it's a good movie. Um, and uh, so, if my opinion, uh, uh, yeah, uh, what is it, influenced, influenced my opinions? 
then yes, it did. You would say this is so all arbitrary. You were correct. Mm-hmm. Great. So, there you but, go, Johnny. Uh, Put stick sorry. that in your pocket, Johnny. Maybe you, you would say. <laughs> There's something for your pocket, Johnny. Yeah, sure. A battering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we also have a review on iTunes. Uh, this is, comes from uh, I Stole the TV. Uh, is five stars. Really funny and D dot dot dot. I can't see all of it. But uh, they say the two hosts are uh, very naturally funny and have a great rapport both with one another and with their guests. The show is a fun, funny, and easy listening. Listen, thank you. I Stole wow, the TV. Wow, thank you. That's so nice. A I think is that you. must be a stranger with candy reference it is a, i actually know his name is marco rapola he's a friend of mine <laughs> and yes oh so that is from strangers with candy a peek behind he didn't the curtain single me I out think. he didn't say uh my favorite is john and no, how no, dare no. mark score things certain ways <laughs> hey if you think i've scored incorrectly let me know and i will dismiss your opinion immediately <laughs> yes it'll be a very good use of your time Absolutely. um but uh, thank you so much uh, for that review. Uh, so, yeah, please uh, rate, review, and subscribe and all that fun stuff on iTunes. We love it. It really helps get the word out, and we appreciate that. And if you have any uh, other questions or thoughts, you can email us at 2OldQueens, T-W-O-OldQueens at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 2OldQueens, T-W-O-OldQueens. Follow me on Letterboxd, where I keep uh, the current rankings of the gayest movie ever. And for next week, what are we doing? A little bit of snip snip? A little snip, snip, cut, cut. We're doing a little Edward Scissorhands. That's our second Tim Burton? We Is did it? Beetlejuice. We, got, we did Beetlejuice. We didn't do his Batman. So. No, he produced no, no. Batman Forever, though. Okay. So, so there. there's that. I mean, it is of, it is, you know, b- born of his. Of a sort. Yes, as it were. The, war- the universe he created in that one. Absolutely. Well, that'll yeah. be, we'll see you then. All right. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Connie Shin. And special thanks to Alex Archer and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.